I wonder how many times God looks down on us and is proud. Proud of our worship. And I, I, I was just watching them watch their son worship a little bit. And man, I can't think, I can't help but think about the father watching his son on the cross. And the Bible said, now this is a mystery. This is something that's about way too deep for us to get into this morning. But according to the Old Testament, it said it pleased him to bruise him. That's deeper than we want to go. But how proud the father was to see his son being obedient and paying the price for salvation. Somebody say amen. 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 Anyway, anyway. I get caught up and I can't. Uh, First Chronicles, First Chronicles chapter number four. Real quickly, we'll read two verses, remain standing, then we'll pray. Isn't the Lord good? I need a snot rag. Amen. I, I need something. Help me, Lord. And if you're a first time attender, I don't use the word snot. I try to be more dignified, but it's just one of them days. Amen. First Chronicles chapter number. It's amazing to me. Uh, and I have ADD too, so if that bothers you, that's, it is what it is. Uh, this is my third service. And it's amazing that the Holy Spirit can come and touch me every time. Every time. I, I'm sitting there, well, I've, I've done heard this song twice. And it, but then, then I get to thinking about what they're singing. And see, if you could ever move past the, the routine and, 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 the, and the practice and get into the power of the song. And start start singing to him and not about him. Yeah. Let's woo, help me somebody. First Chronicles chapter number four in verse number nine. Have you found your spot? And Jabez was more honorable than his brethren. And his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bear him with sorrow. And Jabez called on the name uh, uh, on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed, and enlarge my coast, and that thine hand would be with me, and that thou wouldest keep me from evil, that it may not grieve me. And God granted him that which he requested. Man, I love that part. And God granted him that which he requested. What did he request? Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed. Now, when he put that word indeed on the end of that, that's like putting 10 exclamation points. In other words, he's saying, God, I want you to bless me, and I want you to bless me good. Now, now, how many of y'all could use that kind of blessing? Amen. Amen. Lord, help us in Jesus' name. Touch us with your word. Lord, let it speak to us. And Lord, we'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. Now, I'm going to confess something to y'all this morning. <clears throat> that, that, that this, 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 this message is really uh, embarrassingly simple. And I, I, I love to put subpoints and points and illustrations and applications and put all kinds of stuff in this outline. And, 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 and this is how this has come about. This, this past, I believe it was Wednesday morning, either Wednesday or Thursday morning, I'm thinking Wednesday morning, I woke up. And, and, and God just put this in my spirit. I'm talking about I woke up that morning excited about the prayer of Jabez. 
And I, I said, Lord, we're, we're, we're in the last series. We're in the last message for uh, the, the blessed life. And, 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 and he said, this is what I want you to talk about. And it's amazing because I was all excited and jacked up. And I know when he gives it to me that early, it's going to be good. And so I get stuff, and then, and then Friday I'll get stuff, Thursday I'll get stuff, Friday I'll get stuff, Saturday I'll get stuff, and, 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 and he only gave me a little bit of stuff. And I'm like, Lord, this is too simple. This is just, this is, I, so I started adding some of my own stuff. And then late last night, I finally got it that I can't put my own stuff. It's frustrating. Now, if I'd have just stuck with his stuff, I could have saved myself a whole lot of frustration. Now, some of us could learn something from that. Are y'all with me? So, if this, is, if this is too simple for you, I apologize. But this is what he told me to tell you. And I have found out this, that I've never seen one Baptist complain for a sermon too short. Say amen. No sermon's ever been too short. I've seen several too long. Amen. Uh, it, would be better, it would be better to be 10 minutes early than be one minute late. Say amen. So, with that being said... This story is, is amazing to me. Uh, 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 if you've ever read through the Bible, y'all know there's some, some chapters and verses in the Bible that you get hung up in. Y'all know what I'm talking about? He begat him and he begat her and begat and begat and begat. And they're calling out names that you know good and well. They won't, a Philadelphia lawyer couldn't pronounce their names. And so you get stuck in this, these genealogies and you're going like, dear God, would Psalms ever get here? Amen. You're reading and, and getting frustrated with these names and thinking, I know what was their parents thinking, naming them this stuff. And all of a sudden, this story pops out. You read at the beginning of the chapter, talking about the line of Judah, and you're hearing all these names. He begot this one, and he was married to this one, and this one had this wife, and, and so forth. And all these names, then all of a sudden, the writer stops and said, but listen, now this dude right here, there's something you need to know about him. I mean, his life was so significant. There's really nothing else that we know about him but this one thing. But this one thing was so big that he had to put it in here. Are y'all with me? He says, after all these people, there's this old boy named Jabez. Now, there's something you need to know about Jabez. That in the beginning of his life, his mama named him Sorrow. How about that? Now, today... We name children, we name children by rock stars and, and, and Hollywood stars and, you know, whoever's the big whatever. We name them by coaches and, and stuff and ball teams and, you know, y'all, don't look at me this. I'm in Alabama. I know where I'm at. Amen. We name kids by all kind of stuff. But back then it wasn't that way. Back then your name was significant. Your name branded you, if you will. And it was, it, your name come about primarily by what was going on during that time. Well, his mother named him painful. How would you like to live your whole life knowing you cause pain? Y'all with me? I mean, he's got a stigma now. He's, he's being branded by this name. Everywhere he goes, he's carrying that past. Everywhere he goes, he's carrying the pain and the sorrow of what somebody else put on him. And here, all of a sudden in his life, he says, you know what? I'm tired of this. Lord, would you bless me? I know what my past is. I know what they think I am. I know what I was named. I know what I was branded by. But, oh, God, would you bless me indeed? 
Boy, I tell you what, that cranked my tractor. That tells me that it don't matter who you are. It don't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter how much badness is in your past. It is irrelevant to God because God does not consult your past to determine your future. It doesn't matter what people think you are. It doesn't matter what people say about you. You can come to God just like you are and be blessed. Hallelujah. Now, now, if you don't have a past, then that doesn't mean nothing to you. But actually, if you think you don't have a past, you're crazy. <laughs> Everybody's got a past. Let me tell you something. I grew up a preacher's kid, a good preacher's kid. I'm the exception to the rule. I know all preacher's kids are supposed to be bad, but I wasn't. And I'll tell you this, I grew up in church my whole life in a very, very conservative way, and I still wouldn't run for president. Say amen. Because <laughs> they will find out stuff about you. What's the point? We all got past. We all got past. But we all want to be blessed. And I was reading this. And there was just a couple simple things that just jumped out at me. And I thought, Lord, that's too simple. They're going to think I didn't study. And I studied more on this one than most all of them. Amen. He said, just tell them what I said. Just tell them what I said. I said, okay. Here's what God said. When it comes to being blessed, and it comes to Jabez being blessed, this is something that stood out. Number one, if you're taking notes, number one, this is, this is the deal. Jabez was not ashamed or afraid to ask God to bless him. He was not ashamed or afraid for God to bless him. Now here's, here's, here's our problem. Here's our problem in, in modern day Christianity. We are living in a society that is so me-centered. It's all about me. All about me, 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 me. Marriages are being disintegrated because she don't make me happy. He don't make me happy. She don't meet my needs. He don't meet my needs. It's all about Now, with that and living around that and being all up in that, we, we, we understand I don't want to be that, Right? We as Christians, we, want, we, have, we have gone 180 degrees away from that. We don't want to be that. So here's what we'll do. We're not afraid to ask God to bless William and Patty. And we're not, we're not afraid to ask God to, 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 to bless the missionary. And we're not afraid to ask God to bless the, the preacher or the, or, 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 or the evangelist. And we're not afraid to ask God to bless our children. But if I ask him to bless me, that's kind of selfish. Come on now. You ever wonder why it's so easy to ask God to bless everybody else, but it's so hard to ask God to bless you? Would you bless me? He didn't, he didn't say bless my children. He said bless. Come on, bless. See, we don't even want to say the word. But you know what? He said bless me. God wants you to move beyond the stigma, move beyond the shame, whatever, the embarrassment. It doesn't matter. He said, come to me with your need. And when it came to blessing, he was not afraid to ask him to bless me. I'm telling you, I've always been that way. I could, I could, ask, I could ask God for anything and everything for you. 
But when it comes to me, Lord, uh, uh, I kind of, uh, Lord, uh, if, you're not, if it's not too much, uh, if you're not too busy or something. Uh, 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 do y'all know what I'm talking about? He said, bless me. Now, on the other side of that coin, some of us won't come and ask God's blessings because we don't think we deserve it. That's why we don't ask. Guess what? I got good news. You don't. (laughs) And I don't. And Jabez didn't. And David didn't. And Isaiah didn't. And Jacob didn't. And Abraham didn't. Do you realize all them people had issues? David was an adulterer. Noah got drunk. Abraham lied. Peter denied. Y'all with me? Nobody deserves it. None is righteous. No, not one. So let's, let's ask him. If God blessed that one who didn't deserve it, and God blessed that one who didn't deserve it, and God blessed this one that didn't deserve it, I got potential. I know I don't deserve it. But he don't bless me because I deserve it. He blessed me because he's a blesser. How many of y'all have ever asked the question? How many of y'all have ever asked the question? I just don't know why God loves me. Have you ever? I've had people say that all the time. All the time I hear that. I just don't know why God loves me. It don't have nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with who he is. Let us love one another. For love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God, and he that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is Yes, he is. He's just being who he is. Jabez said, I don't care about my past. I don't care about the stigma I live with my whole life. I don't care about what everybody else thinks. God, I'm coming to you for a blessing. You know what God told me to tell you this morning? Quit worrying about whether you think you deserve it because you don't deserve it, and it's not because you deserve it. I'm not going to bless you because you deserve it. I'm going to bless you because I want to bless you. That's good. I'm not going to bless you because you deserve it, because nobody deserves it. I'm going to bless you because I want to bless you. Don't be afraid to ask. Don't be ashamed to ask. Now, number two. Uh, Nope, number one. I'm not finished with number one. I, I, uh, when I was in Bible college, when I was in Bible college, I preached at a little Methodist church. Uh, uh, a little congregational Methodist church. And uh, did, you ever, did you ever go there when I was there? Do you, do you ever remember that place? Well, my, my senior year in Bible college, I'm talking about uh, every, every, I went there. They didn't have a preacher. And I know I'm Baptist. I'm Baptist born, Baptist bred. When I die, I'll be Baptist dead. Amen. I'm, I, I'm Baptist to the bone. Amen. I, it's been my whole life. Uh, but, but, man, them are the sweetest people I ever met in my life. Unbelievable, just great people, little handful, little handful of people. And, uh, and, 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 and back then, it, it was a miracle that anybody would want to hear me preach. I mean, it's a miracle now as far as that goes. But, but at that point, I wanted to preach so bad. I had a fire in my bones, and I, it didn't matter where it was. I didn't care. It could have been a Catholic church. I'd have preached to the priest. Say amen. amen. I don't care. Just let me preach. And I went to Dr. Brown. I said, preacher, I said, these people don't have a preacher, and, and, uh, and, and, and it would give me a chance to preach. You think, you think it would be all right if I go preach? He said, do you know what you believe? I said, yes, sir. 
He said, he said, are you steadfast in what you believe? I said, yes, sir. He said, will they change what you believe? I said, no, sir. He said, preach on. Amen. Amen. And I did. Wide open, son. I'm talking about we had a time. Wild-eyed Baptist preacher right up in a Methodist church. Say it, man. I met, I met in that Methodist church, I met a vacuum cleaner salesman. A vacuum cleaner salesman. Uh, somebody tell me a kind of vacuum cleaner. I was trying to remember what kind it was. Kirby. Is it Kirby? Does that sound right? Kirby. This guy, this guy, he was slick, man, I'm telling you. And he, he was really uh, 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 proud of his selling skills and all that. Well, we were sitting there, and he, he told me this story. And I have never forgot it. I'm telling you, I have never forgot it. He, he, was, he, 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 he taught, he taught uh, the, 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 the salesman and, 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 and would take them under his wing, and he would teach them and train them and all that. Well, he said this one particular deal, true story. Uh, a man was up in the mountains selling vacuum cleaners, and, and he knocked on the, the woman's door, and, and it was a, a, a granny, granny lady there. She didn't even have electricity. She didn't even have electricity. And, and he commenced to trying to sell her this vacuum cleaner. And, and, and he, he, he said, sir, I don't have electricity. He said, but when you get it, look what you can do. <laughs> she bought it. <laughs> She bought the vacuum cleaner. Yeah, huh? <laughs> and and her, her children, as much, many of y'all would be if it was your granny, the children and the family was furious. They said, what are you doing, granny? Why did you buy the vacuum cleaner? You don't even have electricity. Why don't you get electricity? said they didn't ask. Why'd you buy the vacuum cleaner? He asked. I wonder how many blessings are in the blessing warehouse in glory that you ain't got because you didn't ask. I tell you this, I tell you this, from now on, I might not get a blessing, but it ain't going to be because of that. Say amen. Don't be afraid to ask. I got a verse. Some of y'all looking at me funny. Jeremiah 33.3 says this, call unto me. See, God is challenging us. Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Matthew 7, Matthew 7, verse 7. What's that first word? What is it? With feeling? Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and him that knocketh, it shall be opened. 1 John 5, 14. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he hear us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. Let's, 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 don't, let's not let the reason we're not getting blessed be because we're not asking anymore. Amen. Man, if there's one thing we all can do, we can ask. Y'all with me? And you say, but, 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 but what if he says no? The only reason he would say no if it's not his will. And if it's not his will, you don't need it. But don't let that keep you from asking. He may say no, but I'm going to ask. 
And I know this, if that's not his will, he's got something better. Amen? Number two, number two, number two. Number two, God said this. Jabez was not afraid or ashamed to ask. Number two, when he did ask, this is one thing that stood out to me. When he did ask, he was very specific. See, he could have stopped right there and said, oh, Lord, bless me. Lord, bless me. But he didn't. He laid out an outline. He said, these are the areas I want you to bless me in. I want you to enlarge my coast. And I'll talk about that in just a second. I want you to enlarge my coast. I want your hand to be with me. And I want you to keep me from evil. It's all right there. Enlarge my coast. Enlarge my coast means this. I want you to give me more responsibility. I want you to give me more opportunity. If you're a business owner, that's saying, God, give me more business for your glory. You say, why would God give me more business? If you're about his business, he'll give you your business. If you're living your life for the glory of God, and if you're using your business to bring glory to God and bless and do his business, because everybody is in his business. Whether you're a plumber, whether you're a preacher, whether you're a painter, whether you're a mechanic, whether you're an electrician, whether you're a missionary, whether you're a teacher or a preacher, no matter who you are, you came on business for the king. And no matter what realm that you're in, no matter what coast you're in, no matter what territory you're in, you are on business for the king. And you are saying, God, expand my borders, expand my boundaries. Let me do more for you. Somebody say amen. Let me tell you something. My, my vision was very narrow when I went to Bible college. I grew up in a little bitty church, small church, small ministry. Uh, didn't, didn't really, couldn't really see far past much of anything. I went to Victory, and Victory at that time was probably running about eight, 800 maybe. That's less than half of what we are. And I thought that was ridiculous. It scared me to death. I went in that building, and as soon as they said, in Jesus' name, amen, I was out the door. <laughs> Big old building scared me to death. All them people, great, day in the morning. I hate crowds, amen. I'm, that's why they keep me up here, amen. It makes me nervous. And I was just, and I, I'm thinking, boy, this, this is for special people. I mean, I had guys in Bible college, they, was, they read their Bible on purpose. Could outline the Bible. I mean, it was just really spiritual and everything. And I was the biggest goof off in college. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking, my life is going to be going back home, being a, a, a youth pastor, maybe 15, 20 kids, and take over dad when he retires and spend the rest of my life right here. And one day, I said, Lord, just bless me. And you know what God's done? That place that I thought was just for special people, we've more than doubled the size of that place. And do you realize that there are pastors calling me from Georgia, South Carolina, Tennessee, Ohio, North Carolina, Florida, saying, help me. You know what? My borders went from here to here. And I, I, I'm, I'm just, wow. Let me see if I can 
describe it to you. At the beginning of the year last year, at the beginning of, of, of 2013, 2013, we were averaging 1,150. Say that with me. 1,150. Do you realize last Sunday we had 1,780? Apparently, y'all didn't hear me. Now, my number, that's Dustin's number. You know how he is specific in there, 1,780. I said 1,800. You round that baby off, amen. That's how you're supposed to do it. Now, let's just use his numbers, 1,750. 1,750 minus 1,100, or 1,780 minus 1,150. What's that number? What is it? Do you understand? In a year's time, we've grown by 630 people. Now, now, ho, 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 watch. The average church in America is 80 people. What's 630 divided by 80? You iPhone maniacs. Come on, I know you're on your iPhone. You didn't come up with that number that fast. Come on. What is it? Somewhere around eight. Let's just say seven, conservatively. Do you realize we grew by seven churches this year? Wow. Holy cow. I have no words. Now, here's the deal. What's happening God is expanding our borders. Now, here was my initial thought when I thought about more responsibility. I don't want no more. I can't handle what I got. I mean, the, the, the calls coming, help me, help me, help me. It, it almost gets suffocating. And then that second part of that request he said, now, Lord, when you expand my borders, I want your hand to be with me. Now, I don't know if you understand this or not, but if God expands your borders, you better have his hand with you. When God gives you more responsibility, when God gives you more things to, to do for his glory and bigger tasks to do for his glory, you need to understand this. You can't do this on your own. He said, how do we grow by 630? Man, I don't know. That's a really good answer. Because if I could tell you, it wouldn't happen next year. The only thing I can tell you, the hand of the Lord. The hand of the Lord. He, it wasn't, and there is a lot of talent here, and there's a lot of great volunteers. There's a lot of good stuff here, but that don't make people come. It says, unless the Lord build the house, they that labor are laboring in vain. It's the Lord, man. When people come tell you in the first time attenders, and they say, and I say, what's your first impression? They say, we felt him when we pulled on the parking lot. That's what we need. I don't care if you're a preacher or a plumber, you need to hand the Lord in your business. Whether you're a salesman, whoever you are, you want God to expand your sales? You better ask God to put his hand in everything you do. And then the last thing he said in his specific prayer request, he said, expand my borders. 
He said, Lord, let your hand be with me. Give me the ability. Give me your power. Give me your touch. Give me, give me what you have. But then he said this, but, but Lord, keep me from evil. You see, he knew the tie between purity and power. Because if you want to destroy the power of God in your life, live in sin. Now, how many of you here, and I'm done, I'm done. Listen, this is it. This is right here. Uh, how many of you in here would like to fight the devil and win every time? Raise your hand. Every time... You face the devil, you would win. That's what you want. Raise your hand one more time so I see. I mean, every time. Guaranteed to win every time. Let me tell you how you can guarantee to win in the fight with the devil every time. Don't get in the ring. <laughs> Does anybody in here, anybody in here follow MMA? Raise your hand, follow MMA. Mixed martial arts fight. My goodness. How about boxing? Anybody ever watch boxing? You ever heard of it? I used some names in the first two services, and people were like, who, what? Muhammad Ali. How many of y'all ever heard of Muhammad Ali? Come on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Muhammad Ali, he won't never whip me. He won't never, ever whip me because I ain't getting in the ring with him. Y'all with me? Mike Tyson, that old funny-talking fella. He ain't never going to whip me. I don't care how bad he is. I don't care how tough he is. He ain't getting me because I'm not getting in the ring with him. You say, you're just being funny. No, 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 no. If you want to win against temptation every time, stay away from it. Jesus said, pray this prayer. Lord, lead me not into temptation. There's way too many Christians that's fighting temptation this way. They're like little Johnny with their hand in the cookie jar. And mama said, what you doing? He said, I'm fighting temptation. You don't fight temptation with your hand in the cookie jar. And you know what Jabez is saying? Lord, keep it away from me. Don't even let me be tempted by it. Don't even let me see it. Don't even let me smell it. Don't even let me feel it. Just keep it away. And I wonder how many things have come into my life that would have destroyed me, but God kept me from it. How many people he kept out of my path? How many places he kept away from me? How many situations that I never even knew was there because God led me the other way? Somebody say amen. Keep me from evil. Keep me from evil. Keep me from the situation. I don't know about y'all, but I don't trust me. And if you trust you, you're a fool. Je listen, Jesus told Peter, because Peter trusted Peter, and Peter said, oh, I got this, I got He said, listen, son, your spirit's willing. I know me. I shave me every day. I know me. And I just assume, just keep it away, Lord. Don't even, I don't even want to try to fight it. I don't even want to, I, I, because I'm, I'm bad with that kind of stuff. Lord, just, and you know what? You know what? You know what? <laughs> Verse 10 says, God said, okay. And God granted him that which he requested. How many of y'all men in here has done something stupid before? You didn't raise your hand, you're lying, and your wife were to jig you right in the side. <laughs> I wonder how many of us could have kept from being that stupid if we'd have got up that morning and said, Lord, today, keep me from evil. Keep me from temptation. 
I don't want to go out here by myself. I don't want to go out here in my power and my ability. I'm telling you, I've done some stupid things in my life. And the reason I did it, because I was on my own. But even in the Lord's prayer, he said, when you pray, say, Lord, lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from evil. Are you all with me? Be specific. Be specific in your prayers. In our, in our life groups, I'll say this and we'll pray. In our life groups, this is how we do our life groups. And, and, and if you're not in one, you need to get in one. It's so important. You've got to get your faith built. Our, our, our church is weak in faith right now. We need to build our faith. We need to, we need to build our faith. And, and, and this is the way we do it. When we start our life group, we start out with praises. With praises. Now, it can't be, I want to thank God and say, that, uh-uh, come on now. You, ought to, you, you should have been thankful for that a long time ago. This has got to be something real, specific, that maybe that week, maybe you was in an accident and you were saying, man, I want to thank God. God kept me safe in this accident. It's got to be something specific. Say that with me. It's got to be something specific. We do our questions and we discuss the lesson from the day. From Sunday, and then at the end, we have prayer requests. Prayer requests. And it's got to be, it can't be, I want the Lord to save the lost. Well, he does too. But that's not how he wants you to ask. It's not, Lord, save the lost. It's, Lord, would you save Henry? Do you see how that changes? You see how that changes how we feel and how personal that gets to us? And you can't just say a generic prayer request. Listen, it's got to be something you really need God to do. Maybe it's a, a, a doctor's appointment that week. L- guys, I want you to help me. I've got an issue that's coming. I, I've got a test results coming back, and boy, I need God to touch. You're specific in that, that prayer request. Now, here's what happens. Here's what happens in those life groups. Today's prayer request becomes next week's It almost always happens. When you get specific with God, you're challenging him. And you know why we don't get specific with God? We're chicken. I am. Because, see, if I really get specific, then I really got to believe. Now, let me ask you a question. What's going to happen to your faith when you give a specific prayer request this week and God says, okay. And he answers that, and you come back next week with that praise. What's going to happen to the rest of the people in the group? They specifically asked God to do something, and he specifically answered, and your faith goes through the roof. You may tell you, may tell you why the, the American church is so weak in faith right now? It's because we're so weak in the prayer department. We're so in generics and in general, but God says, be specific. Ask me, what do you need? What does your relationship need? Do you have a health issue? Do you have a financial issue? Do you have a a marriage issue? Do you have a a job-related issue? What is it? Well, come tell him. I challenge you. Don't be afraid to ask. And when you do ask, be specific. 
Because it could just be that today God says, I'm going to grant you a request. Jesus, I read this last night, thrilled my soul. Jesus the same. Say it. That means if he did it for Jabez, he'll do it for you. Let's give him praise and glory. Praise and glory. Amen. Amen. I want every head bowed and every eye closed. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Now, ladies and gentlemen, are you going to practice what I just preached? Come on. Here's the altars. Let's ask. What burden do you have? Let's ask. What need do you have? Let's ask. What problem do you have? Let's ask. Come on. Don't wait. The music's playing. Come on. Come challenge God. Come put God to the test. He said, try me. See if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you cannot receive. Come try him. Come try him. Come bring your petition to him. Come ask your, your request. Come bring your need. Come bring your problem. Come bring your prayer request. Come to this altar and give it to him. Cast thy burden upon the Lord and he shall sustain thee. Don't be afraid to ask. Don't be ashamed to ask. If it's a marriage issue, tell him. If it's a financial issue, tell him. If it's a health issue, tell him. Come on. Come on, fill this altar with people calling out to God, having their prayers answered because they were not afraid to ask. Would you come? Would you come? Oh, God. Oh, God, you hear the voices of your children calling out to you. Lord, they are believing your word this morning, and they're praying. They're beseeching you. They're begging. They're crying out. God, they're asking for their needs to be met. They're asking for their prayers to be answered. They're being specific. Lord, they're being specific in their requests. They're being specific in their, in, their, in their asking. Lord, be specific in your answer. Lord, please touch. Please answer their prayers. Please answer their needs. Please move in such a way that it is obvious that you did it. It's obvious that your hand was in it. It's obvious that your power was upon it. I pray that your will be done. I pray that you'll move in an awesome, awesome way. I pray that, Lord, that, that our minds would be blown by the power of your word. I pray that your will be done. God will thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's stand to our feet. You take all the time you need to pray as we sing. Everyone in the congregation, you stand and help us as we pray. Help us as we pray. If you're here to be baptized, if you're here to be baptized and you're a lady, if you'll see my right hand side, Miss Tracy, if you'll